Can you lend me a jar of What love? are you doing? Stop. No, What's up, folks? Happy Jazz Land. Happy January 20th. Uh, that's what we're recording, at least. It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes. It's a jazz talk, a Utah jazz podcast. And it is me. It is I. I am here. It is Who Trans Superman. I'm uh, at Who Trans Superman on the Twitter and IG. Uh, it's Who Trans not having COVID Superman, which is nice. I just have a regular cold, I guess, or maybe the flu bug or something. But we're here. If I saw more congested than normal, I'm usually congested. But if I saw more congested than normal, that's why. And bear with me. Uh, if I pass out on the pod, uh, I'm passing it over to Logan. He'll take care of it. Uh, speaking of Logan, he's here. I'm, uh, I, he's recording from an undisclosed location. Uh, Mr. Dragon Squatch, what's up, man? Yeah, I, you know, as, as I like to do a little prep for the show, I was going to start off with some rants about Tiger King. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and avoid that because as I was sitting at the dinner table, my three-year-old daughter, um, just, just proud parenting moment. She sang a little song she created herself called who let the queefs out to the tune of who let the dogs out. And instead of barking, she said, queef, queef, queef every time. So Wait, what? Uh, I'm, I'm winning parent. I, I don't know. She made it up herself. I got, no where did you teach uh, that word? And like what? I don't know. She I heard that some, uh, heard it somewhere, and she started singing, and I was like, "Wow." I mean, oh, we'll boy, talk about this a, later, but continue. Sorry for the parents out there. We're starting off hot in the first minute, and <laughs> here, um, I will say, uh, oh boy, who let the bleeps out? Yeah, I will say that I'm a Tiger King. I'm a, I, I did hear that Joe Exotic did not get his pardon today, so. He was he was ready for it. And he did not get it. So it's That's rough, that. man. That's rough. Wish you well, man. Wish you well. Uh, you heard it there. It's some uh, go to this is forty nine on Twitter. What's up? Go to this is forty nine. Jared Barker. Jared, what's up? Hey, man. How you doing? Who? Oh, you know, living, <laughs> trying to get through the day, resting. Uh, but I'm here. I'm uh, just a lot of jazz stuff a going bit on. Because so. you were a little. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, well, oh, death, death, is, death is around every corner. Death. Right, we'll try right, uh, so, to make you not do too much heavy lifting tonight, then. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, we we brought a guest on. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm meeting for the first time, so I got a lot of questions about him and life. He's going to help talk jazz with us and then talk about um, uh, things that he does um, uh, with the jazz. Um, uh, uh, Charles, uh, you are – give me your handle again. I don't, I don't want to butcher it. It is, um, it's Charles Boker and I'm at, at cbokestar underscore 91. Right. Um, you may know me by my screen name currently, Pazuzu, you ungrateful gargoyle. Ungrateful gargoyle. And what is that from? Futurama. There you go. It's, uh, uh prof- shoot, it's that, that changes Fonsworth. a lot. That changes a lot for me because I was going to have your walk-up music be Charles in Charge. And now I feel like I need to like switch it, like do like a little record scratch and play Future Robin's theme song because that's also a, a money theme song. So, Charles, Charles. yeah, like maybe, maybe I'll mix it together. Maybe I'm, I'm hey, gifted. Anybody, oh. anybody out there who's watching Disenchant, Disenchanted right now or Disenchantment? That that shows that shows money. Uh, Matt Groney's a goat, man. Disenchanted is my jam. I love Eric Andre's a demon. Oh yeah, he's great. I just realized that was him. I was like, oh my goodness, it is him. Of course. Um, 
so yes, yeah, so go watch uh, Disenchanted on uh, Netflix. Go watch Futurama, I believe, on Netflix. And listen to the Hitting the High Notes podcast. Um, uh, as um, uh, mentioned by Jingles, I don't know, somebody asked about um, a podcast um, uh, on Jazz Twitter saying, you know, I like Locke, but well, I need some other podcasts to listen to. And we were mentioned a couple times. Uh, Dragon Squatch, you know, this is the fourth uh, best podcast, according to some third party Fourth best jazz podcast according to some third party website or something. So that yeah, was kind of top, fun. It, it, it's top five, and we were only the only we were behind what Locke and like and all the ones that are sponsored by the jazz. So we'll take it. Right, so, Who cares if so, the runner of that website happens to be one of our uncles or something? We're not even worried about that. Gonna, <laughs> I, I really hope wait, that I can wait, 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 wait. This was not disclosed to me. Somebody jimmered us in, into the into the top five. I'll take no, that. I, I was just saying, I don't, no. it's not my, I don't have any uncles. I don't even have a family. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is the closest thing I have to a family. Kyrie Irving, I'm like, yeah, I you, I, I'm surprised that you let him out. Oh, uh, who? You know, I've got an interesting was, connection. Go. i got an interesting connection to talk to you about later uh, with your family, and who is uh, so, somewhat a sponsor of this podcast. The wonderful Off-Broadway. Oh, Leave us perfect. a review, folks, because, you know, you had entered into a drawing, we're doing tickets. Uh, stuff is kind of weird up in the air, but, you know, uh, life is normalizing. Slowly, but sure. All right, what were you saying about Kyrie, Logan? I, I, I didn't hear the last part. Oh, I have no I have no idea. With Kyrie, I'm just kind of coming and going as I please, so. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to um, uh, Charles. And Charles. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say your name in, in so many weird ways. I think this is the, if it's the cough medicine, I apologize. First of all, um, there was, so Dragon Squatch, uh, and, um, uh, the, uh, the girlfriend of the Dragon Squatch, DJ Honeypaws, uh, wrote a lot of zoom calls and apparently you popped in on one. And this is sort of how this, this, our, our podcast interview was bred from that, that moment, apparently. So, yes, uh, it was. I, the screeching coming from Honey Paws that night will forever be ingrained into my brain. <laughs> yeah, Merry Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Which I was expecting. So yeah, so you're you're part of Jazz Twitter oh, apparently. Dang, that and, was the Christmassy, wasn't it? Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're you're part of the Jazz Twitter, obviously. So you you kind of followed somebody, DJ Honey Paws, either Jared or uh, or Dragon Squash there, and like you hopped in, and now you're here with us on the high notes. Um, so how long have you been a jazz fan? Whew, I've been a jazz fan since I was, gosh, I'd have to say nine years old. Since I was a little kid. Yeah. I, I don't want I don't, I don't want you to age yourself here, but like, was that the seventies, the eighties, the nineties? Like what, what <laughs> era, what uh, era of the, uh, yeah. of jazz Twitter did or jazz, uh, universe did you start in? He's got uh, his video on it. What was in the seventies? I know. I'm just, yeah, I, right. Like, okay, sure. The yeah, prime okay. of uh, Stockton and Malone. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So um, uh, you know, somewhere somewhere in the like the eighties to nineties there. Um, so yeah. So you grew up, you know, with the shot. You grew up there. What are your favorite like memories of that era, or like just any of your jazz teams in, ge- in general? Uh, hmm, that's so wild. I remember distinctly. Probably was like in two thousand or two thousand and one. We actually scored lower bowl tickets as a family because I think it was some dumb school reading assignment. Sorry, not dumb school reading assignment, but a reading challenge from the school. And 
I remember sitting there watching, I think it was Malone and Stockton. It was both towards their latter, latter part of their career, just still killing it on the court. And I remember that kind of ingrained in me this, okay, I kind of like this game. And then I remember, gosh, you know what I remember most from that era? It was the Kobe affair. Hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, think, you know, that was... The whole Colorado thing and everything, that was a, yeah. I just remember that yeah. because I was in California visiting family and some woman on the radio was defending Kobe's wife by saying, Kobe bought her a ring to apologize for all of it. My husband cheated on me and gave me syphilis and bought me a Porsche 911, <laughs> and that made up all the difference. And I was like, whoa, man, I didn't want to know this about your life. Well, That's you know, hey. That's wild, that's, man. That's how the world works. And uh, sometimes, and, um, guys, um, uh, so, you know, that's fun. I, I'm glad that um, uh, you're here. You're, you're, you know, obviously growing up, like, we're all, well, you know, many, the three hosts here are in our 30s. And so, yeah, we sort of um, uh, have similar memories, you know, not the Kobe thing, but I will <laughs> now forever remember that. Um, Dragon Squatch, you know, really, there's nothing, like, new to, like, talk about the Jazz have won all their games since our last episode pretty handily. Uh, we talked to Sarah Todd on the last episode about stuff, and she said she wasn't too worried. And, you know, things. Do you, do you think the Jazz are gelling right now? I think the Jazz are gelling really very well, um, especially this last game. Aside from being a Jazz employee and a Jazz fan, I actually bought into season tickets for this season, and it's a weird situation. I'll just give you that much on it. But I was able to be at last night's game, and it was beautiful. It was right, working. right, right, right. Uh, but the Jazz uh, from the second half, you know, basically from the second half, was uh, had, had control of that game. Logan, uh, look, you know, you and I, we try our hardest to try to you know not be super rosy. We we like to look at other things. Um, there were some worries that we had about you know like the Detroit win, the excuse me, the Oklahoma City win, some of the yeah. losses. Uh, Logan, how do you feel now? Like you know, a week later, a week after the Sarah Todd episode, uh, two weeks after our Bubber episode, how, has your feelings about this Jazz team changed? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that they're they're trending and doing the things we wanted to do. And Sarah hit it on it quite a few times last week. And it's sometimes it's not even about the win or the loss. It's like it's the amount of good basketball that's being played for a long time. So, um, you know, like the Nuggets, the Nuggets game was one that like it, Nuggets was tricky because they are such a good team. Um, but sometimes there was a lot of things that didn't go our direction that game, but to grind out a win against the Nuggets as opposed to grinding out a win against Detroit. And Detroit wasn't as bad. That was just a bad day. I was obviously just in a, and not in a great mood because the Detroit win was a good one. But, you know, they're, they're, I think they're trending in the right direction. It seems as though everything's clicking for the most part. I mean, I guess the one piece we're still kind of waiting on to see, and it's kind of hit and miss is Bohan. But other than that, I mean, it seems like we got uh, the rest of the firepower is strong enough to kind of, you know, power through that and be with the Joe, with the Joe injury a little bit, it's got a chance to see some of our other guys playing. So, it, uh, you know, the depth of the team is we've talked about a lot is it has been shining through. So, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's been good to watch. The one thing that's standing out to me, uh, really is just, and, and Donovan's kind of done this all year is, uh, even when he's having a, he's, he's played much better of late, obviously, you know, quarters one through four, but even in the games he kind of struggled in, like in Denver, he's and he, he did in Oklahoma City too. And that, that, that's what that superstar leap is, is when when it really counts, you're you're able to put all that be, 
put that all behind you and still make plays at the end. And I don't remember the last time, I don't know, maybe Malone, that we had someone at Stockton one who could close games that, that way, and, and you really felt like we were going to have it go our direction. So, I mean, that's that's nothing really new with Don, but it's that's that's as I look through my notes, there's nothing really earth shattering other than, you know, Bohan. What's what's the story with that? Still, I know it's the wrist injury, and then, but and Donovan just just being a superstar. I mean, that's that's oh. he, he's taking those steps, or took yeah. those steps. I, I I don't want you still Jared Thunder because Jared's usually the 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 quote unquote positive one of the uh, of the three of us or the pod here, but Jared, I want you to go negative here. I want I want you to kind of like pick pick some things that you saw. Like even though the Jazz are winning, the Jazz are winning well. Are there things that you think that like oh hey this worries? Is there anything that worries you that? For, for this jazz team because um uh, you know it's not it's not all positive you know this is a perfect question because i actually had a premonition this week in uh discussing some things about the team with uh some uh aj and also uh my friend uh black magic B- blq he mentioned that the the bare bones for a contender are there for the jazz but but he feels like we're missing a, a three level score and uh, kinda, he's like, if you put Brandon Ingram on the Jazz, they are definitely championship team. And I was well, thinking, uh, yeah, you uh, put Brandon Ingram on a no, bunch no, no, of no, teams no, that are no, 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 there. no, no, wait, wait, wait. You can you can subtract somebody like Bojan and what whatnot, but yeah. But the thing is, if you get a facsimile of Brandon Ingram, a guy who is finishing at the rim, because I was looking at a lot of numbers today, you know, and because I started writing this uh, this piece about. Um, everybody's favorite jazz player, George Nyang, who apparently is better than uh, than Boyan right now, according to people. Um, and uh, and so I noticed the Jazz are really having a tough time finishing at the rim. They're they're not. Uh, they, they were like bottom seven in the league, and that that's worrisome, very worrisome. So having a guy that can do it at all three levels and still play defense would be great. Uh, yeah, but you know it's tough. Uh, that's where the the departure of Gordon Hayward looms large and whatnot. And you know you look at the roster and you wonder you know what could have been. Um, obviously it would he'd be really expensive if we still had him. And I don't know if we that's even sustainable. But you know that's the thing. Like assets kind of left the Jazz his hands, and now there's not a mechanism for improvement. And maybe we are just a bare-bones contender, and our ceiling is maybe Western Conference Finals, and then we lose in six games, or, you know, five games, even. Uh, so it, it, there's, you know, there's a lot to think about, a lot to process, a lot to ponder. Because um, I was listening, I listened to the round, uh, today, or yet, no, sorry, probably yesterday, the Round Ball Ruckus podcast that the Jazz put out. You know, there's, there's just a lot of, you know, thoughts swirling in around there. It's like, you know, as a jazz fan, we it doesn't seem like we have a mechanism for improvement if this group basically can't get it done this year, can't get it done next year, and then we're just kind of stuck. This is um, a sort of uh, real quick because Logan, you have been, I want to say yesterday you put out a really funny tweet. Oh, guys, go follow Dragon Squatch. Like, you want some funny just content, not just jazz content, Dragon Squatch, hilarious. Um, uh, his tweet was, um, uh, so what are we getting from Cleveland this year? Seems to be that time of year, right? Uh, <laughs> referencing that, you know, the Jazz have gotten pieces from the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, uh, the last few years and the trade deadline, but, um, was, I saw, I, I, I saw, I knew it was in jest, but, uh, Charlie, Charles, uh, yeah. 
So we talked about this on the podcast a lot, how I've kind of mentioned that the Jazz are asset, uh, the assets are bare, right? Like if there's not that many, as Jared just said, mechanisms to get better throughout this year. Do you think the Jazz need to go get something to get better right now? Or, I mean, or at the trade deadline? Or do you think the way they're consistent right now is probably good enough to get them to the finals, let's say? I, I, I think I agree with the sentiment that Bare bones, the Jazz have all of the uh, pieces to be a contender. Um, you're right. Some of the wild cards in the situation right now is like Boyan Bogdanovich getting his groove back. I mean, we, we, we all watched last season as he basically won games for us. Right. Just beating Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, him getting his groove back. Watching things like, I didn't know this, but Jordan Clarkson and Donovan Mitchell are tied for like fourth quarter sport. Yeah. Yeah. The fourth quarter scoring, which is wild. Um, so noting that we not only have really a solid starting five, but having that support on the bench that has really been phenomenal. I mean, the other questions I ask as a jazz fan myself, where's my Ioni ceiling? Because this kid has just been lighting it up with the minutes that he's gotten or, can Shaq Harrison produce for us like he's produced in the past? The other thing is the market's kind of bare right now. I mean, with the James Harden shenanigans that happened with Brooklyn, uh, you look around the league and who'd be willing to come to Utah for the cheap is the real question. Who could we get on the cheap at this point? Um, now, when yeah, you say get, like you mean that in trade or you mean like pick up like – as a vet minimum guy, uh, either via trade or via the vet minimum, if you if you think about it that way, because um, with the signing of the contracts that we signed this year, there's not a lot of wiggle room. Right, and, and um, you know the the Jazz are the Jazz are the luxury tax. Um, uh, Shaq Harrison was probably that extra piece already. Like I, I feel yeah. because uh, and so I mean, some of that. Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say. I mean, you look at it. In order to get someone from someone else, say like a Brandon Ingram level character, or you know, God permit, we get Jay Crowder back again. Um, what's it going to cost us? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's the thing that the, the Jazz them, uh, they they've sold a, a bunch of their second round picks um, already to shed some salary. Uh, the Jazz have. So first round picks that are up in limbo because of how the protections are to Memphis. And so, yeah, that's uh, uh, it's hard because I'm a, you know they don't have a lot of draft picks to play with. They don't have a lot of like um, uh, roster fodder anymore. So no. I guess it's like maybe maybe like it's on Relax Drell Brantley, but or uh, Juwan Morgan or somebody like somebody that the Jazz are like tenth through fifteenth that are not in rotation. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it, but what, it would have to what be did they get like that or futures and. I don't know what it's got. The one thing I think I've, I've spent a lot more time focusing on instead of what more could the Jazz get in order to round out their the product they've got on the court right now is how's everyone else doing in the league? Because, I mean, we've got super te- two super teams in L.A. right now, and I, I, I say this every year, but how sustainable are those two teams really? I mean, we watched a semi-healthy Kawhi Leonard and Paul George come into the Vivid Arena on New Year's Day and 
embarrass themselves. Right. So, Charlie, before we move on, I, I want to say you said James Harden shenanigans. Those James Harden shenanigans saved the man's life. So, um, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, it didn't help that his off-season training was uh, spent in Atlanta and Las Vegas, not right. known for their physical training regimens, but for their uh, lovely buffets attached to strip yeah. clubs. But insert of well, uh, is go ahead, Logan. No. So, so what is so. What did what is it we to get Clarkson last year they they gave up Dante and what what else was given up I think two second rounders yeah two second rounders Dante and some draft picks and that I'll, was I'll probably look it up it was well, a sweeteners and, and, right and, and and they do those things early on they do them with people I don't think and I did you I mean you guys have your your fingers of the pulse of Jazz room real better than I but I can't imagine Jordan Clarkson was on anyone's anyone's radar last year right. No, as far as yeah, so no. I mean that, 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 that I mean it, it's tongue in cheek because it may not be Cleveland again, but you know they 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 always seem to pull something off and they seem to do it early. They don't like the the yeah. late drama. And when you land Clarkson, I don't necessarily thought no none of us really knew. We kind of had an idea what he would be, but there was a lot more doubt than last year. So I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't think you're I don't think you're landing some franchise change or a huge piece. I mean, yeah, I, w- I would love to get our hands on some of the guys described, but you know, I, I would imagine they're going to tinker a little bit and. I don't know. I maybe if we're going to be honest, the team to take pieces from would have to be the New Orleans Pelicans because, I mean, you look at their roster right now and it's the island of misfit toys. Yeah, we we they need shooting and we've got some shooting that we could probably live with parting with. I don't know. Yeah. So so weird question uh, so, for sure. Right, Jared. So real quick though, like so say. So right now the Jazz look solid, one through ten. Let's say one through ten, right? Yeah. I I don't know if there's somebody out there. I'm I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to think of it. You know, let's say Jay Crowder. Like um, uh, do you think Jay Crowder would fit somewhere in this rotation? I think that we tried like, it with like Jay if, Crowder before, and I really don't think he'd be happy to come back here because uh, you know. No I no no that's not what I'm asking. No no I, I'm not asking that. I'm saying no no I'm asking. In a box. No, no, hold, hold on a second. Hold on no, a second. Hold no on a second. The situation is, no, no. The situation is, Jay, you get Jay Crowder for free. Like I don't know what the Jazz are gonna give it up. Like, let's say it's a very minimal thing. Do you think Jay Crowder cracks the one through nine rotation? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay. Right. Um. Uh, do you think he's a better fit than your boy, George Yang? My boy. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, um, uh, Logan, how about you? Like, what do you think? Like, I, I just threw, I just picked Jay Crowder out of there as someone that because he sounds gettable. I don't know what it would cost. He's probably not gettable, but it's more it's more likely than Reggie. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, don't um, think, I mean, I, I don't think he's too gettable if he's on Phoenix and they're going to be contending. But he he, he seems. He, I mean, he, yeah, he on yeah like like. I think we just need to look for guys that are undervalued who who don't smoke layups is what we need. Yeah, he's, so Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> so so, I, so the question is like I I guess I, I don't get caught up on the name I don't get caught up on Jay Crowder and the team but I want to get a Jay Crowder type player someone who plays defense could probably hit the three ball you know brings tenacity brings you know I don't know who that guy is but there's probably somebody in the league like Jay Crowder and if the Jazz are out there like if you know like like we just said the Jazz go and get him and figure out how to get him on the team. And let's say you know he's the number nine guy. Let's see, like he's let's say he plays above George Yang, who's playing really well right now. I'm just trying to figure out 
if we get somebody, where are they going to play? Whose minutes are they going to take? Is that, is what I'm asking. I can tell you whose minutes they're going to take. There's the, that no, name uh, yeah. just mentioned. <laughs> well, yeah, but, Logan, yeah, but, what, but, but, but an impact. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is, if you, if if you're looking to, I guess, upgrade someone, uh, you're, you're looking at a trade that's an upgrade. You're going to want to be more than just the kind of the the meaningless seven to nine George and Yang minutes, uh, like Jared's favorite stat. We saw his plus minus. Uh, he's the second best player on the Jazz according to that stat, uh, which is just oh that that wasn't mine. I hate I oh yeah no no I I, I, no, I, I know I'm you're saying, trolling uh, me. I hate no plus, I, no I'm, I'm not real plus you, minus I'm, is better. Yeah, no, I'm it's, just saying that I'm, one's kind of flawed. No, just it's George George I don't know. It's it's I guess it just depends on what you feel like you're missing. Um, and I, I don't know. We keep, we keep, we, the, the 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 gut instinct for the most of the year was to go back to defense. But that's what as I'm as you guys were talking, I was scratching through my notes, and uh, we're climbing pretty rapidly through the defensive rankings. So are we really are we really in need of another defensive stopper? Because that's essentially what uh, Shaq Harrison is supposed to be, right? So I don't. I mean, I don't know. It just depends on. It just depends on what you think you need, and maybe they don't need anything. And that's the thing is the the one through eight is uh, is pretty solid. I guess the only again kind of unknowns were injuries related to Bohan and possibly Joe's Achilles has kind of been you know a reason to pay attention. Yeah, I mean you, I, I think that's really where the Jazz need to or the Jazz are wanting to focus down on right now. It's getting people like Boy Boyan and Joe Ingles healthy again it's keeping everyone else healthy it's literally fighting ourselves in a bubble right now so that we aren't the washington wizards of right now not having played a basketball game in what two weeks now yeah that's yeah, uh, been a long time yeah I don't, I don't pay attention to them anyways but i don't, I don't remember <laughs> seeing any like two weeks they've been without playing they've had like right. five straight games canceled yeah so so yeah i guess the thing is that we're talking about like trades talking about getting guys on there but as we kind of talked about now, it seems like the Jazz rotation is pretty solid, you know, uh, and it sound, it just sounds like, you know, we need to get, you know, Joe obviously missing a lot of games, uh, you know, compared to what he usually does um, is worrisome because I can, uh, but the other thing is that, you know, when he's out, you know, we get Mia One uh, time and um, uh, that's been, you know, that's been fine. He's, he's, he's looked really good. Uh, but when Joe's in there, you're probably not going to see a lot of Mia um Boyan has struggled a lot um you know there's been games where he shows flashes but there's also games that he doesn't bring you a lot because I mean, he's not scoring uh there's an old adage and i think logan will remember or I, me saying this like when kyle corver you know in his first stint would come in you knew what kind of kyle corver you would get you know if he misses three first three or four shots like all right well he's not giving you anything you know this game um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that with Boyan, but like you feel like like oh boy, Boyan starting off slow. You know he's gonna have to get a bunch of shots up to to kind of get it going. And Mark Mark from the two and three twos and threes has kind of beat the drum about this, but like hey, you know you want him out there to get a feel because you know not saying that the first you know half of the season is meaningless. Uh, these games still count, you know, and they're very important for if you're going for one of the top two seeds in your conference. Uh, but you do want to get the guy ready and, you know, warmed up by the playoffs when games like really matter, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, yeah. So maybe, maybe the jazz do think that they're like, Hey, you know, internal development. And I mean, from the way they put this roster together from the moves they made, it sounds like that is 
probably what they, I mean, they are going to look, see if anything's out there, if they can, if they can get something for cheap. But it does sound like this uh, Jazz team is going to be more. Yeah, we're we're looking to, uh, we're looking to just get uh, better internally. Like they made a lot of moves, paid a lot of money, and put this roster together in the luxury tax. And I think I'm uh, getting together, inter- getting better internally is going to be the way to go. Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off-Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. Well, I would I, I would think that I mean I guess one thing that separates the Jazz this year from previous years is there's not really some I mean we're talking about minor tweaks and there's not any like you know huge glaring weaknesses right now last year the Clarkson thing was made because the bench was atrocious and then you know the, again the Kyle Korver years is we needed shooting I don't know you know again I guess barring an injury there's not a the like you we I think we've all kind of settled on is I don't I don't see them making or even attempting to make some sort of large move unless you know someone really does get hurt um, right. But yeah, I mean, there's not. I mean, there's there, there, the stuff Jared touched on is interesting. I'd like to dive into more of that on my own time and and look into what that is, you know, because that could be a you know philosophical flaw with the team, perhaps. But uh, as far as like when you look at, it, we're, like I said, we're, we're we're digging and and nitpicking pretty pretty hard to try to find something that's you know that they need on the roster. Other years, it's been pretty obvious what we're missing. So, right. Uh, so Jared, um, uh, this is your time. This is me only time, right? Um, uh, uh, join, we've seen the, him. join the join the Oni fans, Oni Island. You <laughs> get your oh, get your Oni get your Oni oceanfront property. Can yeah, like uh, uh, Excellent uh, real estate trade over for Oni real estate because I'd be willing to do that <laughs> trade. <laughs> Oni for what? Exum Island property. If you have some Exum Island property, I mean, we can give you, we can give you a credit, but, <laughs> but I don't know, man. It's give him like free, give him some, it's looking rough over there down give in Houston two, on Exum Island. Two free drink coupons. <laughs> what is this, the Wendover special? Go 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 to Wendover, folks. Some uh, ninety minutes from Salt Lake. Wendover, give us money. Um, Jared. Um, uh, so with me, I am uh, like. Uh, you know, Joe's going to be on this contract for at least another year, right? Um, where are you, where are you sitting on this? Um, I think um, uh, you sent us in a text about like, um, uh, jazz fans, um, uh, stating that Mia is better than Joe, Joe Ingles. Um, how are you feeling about Mia taking some of Joe Ingles minutes? Honestly, I, I kind of, in a way, I feel like it's needed in order to help Joe preserve his longevity and stuff like that. You know, because he's already dealing with like Achilles soreness and whatnot, and they worked him back slowly. And um, let's face it, Joe Joe did get exploited a little bit by Denver in the past. So uh, having Mie take some of those minutes where he was able to guard uh, specifically, I almost called him Jamal Crawford, <laughs> fellow Jazz killer Jamal Murray. Um, 
Uh, I think it's a overall it's a net positive for me uh, personally. Right. There's a lot of people that are like, well, not not even a lot of people. David Locke was was sent telling all of jazz fandom that they need to pump the brakes because Mia only was only played a few minutes and blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, look, you're the guy that does the overdip cookie thing. The rest of us. We just saw him play well, and we want to see him get more time so we can see if he continues to play well. Right. There you go. <laughs> it's a simple. So, I mean, that, that's sort of um, uh, you know, the problem is that I'm uh, for me a to do well. That means Joe probably isn't doing well, or they're pulling because I mean, there's a, there's only so many minutes a game. Correct. Um, and um, uh, Joe seems to be the guy that's going to uh, falter. And like this is you know one of those interesting questions that Joe's you know that veteran presence, but. I don't know, Charles. What do you think? Um, you've seen some of these games close up. You see, you you watch these games. Uh, Joe has been a little hurt this year, but we have seen. You know, he's he's getting up there in age. Um, not saying he's old. It's just that you know he's he's NBA older, I guess I should say. Uh, and the Jazz, uh, like that, the Denver game was one of those like a tell two halves type stuff that Jamal Murray, like always, was tearing up the Jazz in the first half. Um, and the Jazz um, uh, were able to figure out a counterpunch um, in the second half to, to kind of help that. Uh, we saw it in the playoffs last year because, you know, Jamal and Joker just really went off on the Jazz. And the Jazz had, you know, they couldn't put Royce, they had nobody to stop him. We've talked about it all year how the Jazz need another perimeter stopper besides uh, Royce O'Neal out there. What do you want to see from Mie to maybe supplant Joe Ingles? Uh... That's such a tough. Or do you thing. even want to see? I'm sorry. Or do you want to even see Joe Ingles? Like, do you want to see, you know, just like do you want Joe Ingles to? Because there's again only so many minutes, and if I'm asking you to make a hard choice here, you, do we just keep trotting out Joe Ingles? Um, uh, you know, for the next 15 games, if he looks some uh, mediocre. I man, I'm gonna sound really like Quinn Snyder in these next little comments, but it really depends on the matchup. I mean. I think back to when Utah played Houston in the second round two or three years ago. PTSD, uh, yes. Go ahead. PTSD. The person who was the most tenacious in defending James Harden wasn't Royce and it wasn't Joe Ingles. It was Dante Exum, believe it or not. And he was actually able to stifle James Harden. And so I think the Jazz, they're just going to have to they're going to have to play it by ear a little bit. I mean, I was commenting last night how Royce O'Neal very quietly for the Jazz has become literally the premier defensive guy. It's almost like every assignment he gets for any game is the best scorer. And uh-huh. so, I, I mean, when it comes to the secondary minutes, the question is, Whose defense is going to be needed more? Will it be the youthful tenacity of Maioni, or is it going to be the skilled tactical experience of Joe Ingles? And so I think the Jazz moving forward, they're going to have to assess literally each and every matchup as, uh, okay, who can stop this guy today? Because, I mean, they could go into the game tomorrow night and just the bench of the Pelicans is a who's who of people who could shut down the jazz at a moment's notice. Willie Hernan Gomez, JJ Redick. If he stops thinking about a paycheck for half a second, like they could go off at any moment. And my question is on the second unit, 
who's going to stop those guys. Random, right. random JJ Reddick slander. I appreciate that. <laughs> Logan, Dude. I gotta say, <laughs> I, I just gotta say, I'm uh, like, like, look, I love Joe Ingles, right? Like, I'm, uh, I've gone on many podcasts where they're like, hey, who's your favorite jazz player? And I say, you know, it's actually Joe Ingles. Like, Joe Ingles, you know, feels like he does, you know, he's just funny and like he has his personality and just like one of these, like, one of these jazzmen that you just kind of connect with, right? Uh, and so I really hope that I like I I swear I swear I say this like every episode like this is not Joe Ingles slander, but um, you know we are, we are only you know twelve fifteen games into the season whatever you know fifteen for some teams twelve twelve thirteen for the Jazz. Um, do you think a guy like Joe Ingles gets supplanted um, uh, this year, or do you think um uh, yeah like like um, uh, Charles said you know his tenacity is what keeps him on on the court like barring injury and and everything else do you do you think um uh, we see a changing of the guard this year with Joe Ingles. I don't know. I think if that's going to happen, that probably happens next year. Uh, okay. Logan. Yeah, I think, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's still too much unknown. I mean, even if we saw it from Oni and you had like a, you know, a, a Bledsoe Brady situation where you had a hard, hard decision to make, it'd be great. But I don't know that. I mean, that, that, that's the question that I would push, push back on is, is Oni, Oni looks good in what we've seen. I mean, but I, I guess we just, and I, I think we all want to see more, and that's like the tricky part is, uh, you know, and perhaps Joe's Achilles will give us a chance to get a little bit more data on it. So I, I, I would want to see more from Oni first, to be honest. I know it seems like a step around answer, but I just don't. I, he, yeah, he, yeah, he looked really good. I mean, but we all, I think we all know that when push comes to shove, I have a hard time if we're in a, a tight, a tight game down the stretch that he's running Oni out there over Ingles unless we've seen something differently. Not saying it's the way I would go necessarily, but I just don't. I don't think Quinn Sider's proven he would do that, really. I mean, right. you're not wrong. I mean, you look at the uh, playoffs between Denver and who was the backup point guard who was just doing his best and really kind of killing it against Denver. Monte Morris. Who? Monte, Monte Morris. Morris. Monte Morris. No, for the Jazz. Oh, for the Jazz. It was John jo- Morgan. Yeah. He was like what, number as... 11, number 12 on the bench. Yeah. And they plugged him in, and he actually killed it for as much yeah. as he did. So, yeah. right. and again, these, these are all like short sample sizes. Um, uh, I guess the the optimism with Mie is that you know he was one of the you know I think there was two second round draft picks that people were really interested in, Drew Brantley and um, and Mie. Right, those were the two big ones. Like, all right, cool. Juwan Morgan came on late because of his. Ability to play small ball center for the Jazz, um, uh, and because he played that sort of that role uh, for the Stars. Oh wait, you said you said they're second rounders. I'm obligated to say no, play both of them. <laughs> Contra- contractually obligated to say play the second rounders. <laughs> Golden. Yeah, he's benching Joe Ingles right now. They're second rounders. Oh, I might even bench Conley. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. Watch your own something tonight, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, like, I don't want to do this. I'm gonna save this for a different one. But uh, I just I, that's. I, I I had my I had my train of skepticism that was on the it was it was the Conley train for a long time, and like now it for me it kind of shifts over to Bohan and just not knowing. Like I, I that's the thing is the injury, the injury makes me wonder. You know, gives gives me the give, I'm giving him the benefit of. I think I was texting Jared about this too. Like. I don't, have we ever seen? Have we seen all of the pieces play well together at the same time? 
it seems like Bohan really killed it last year, but obviously there were some pretty significant struggles with uh, Conley's game. There was some injuries with Joe. There was injuries, and then Joe didn't fit. It was, again, it was, it was a meshing time, but have we seen Bohan really thrive uh, with a, with a good Conley, I guess. And is there, I don't know. It, it just, I wonder what, what is Bohan's role? Cause he, he can't be what he was last year because there's just that, that means that someone else wasn't performing necessarily. Right. So it's a weird dilemma or thought exercise to get into. Um, it has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but did we lose who? It almost seems like it. Who? His dad, his dad probably came in the room and started cursing about the, the Mitchell and the Mitchell and Gobert contracts. You're on here to tell us kind of you work with the Jazz in some capacity, and uh, just we haven't gotten into that. So, what does it uh, do with the team, and what does your job look like? And I guess we should give a disclaimer that uh, Charlie does not speak for the Jazz, and he'll probably tell you that himself as well. Um, yeah, and I think the the official disclaimer is I'm not officially representing the Jazz in this, and there are things that I know about that I can't talk about because hey, that's how secrecy works. But um, my official job title is long and I've gotten it down pat to this point now, but I am an administrative specialist and program coordinator for the facilities and operations department at the Vivint Arena. It's now the Vivint Arena, by the way, that's the new branding. Even though the outside of the building still says Vivint Smart Home Arena, it's Vivint Arena. They finally dropped the smart home. Makes me feel so great about my life. (laughs) Um, Long title, what it basically sums up to is I am, I do logistics and analytics and basically anything else that uh, my two bosses, the, like, Dan Knight is my main boss, anything he needs me to do. Um, And since coming back from uh, furlough, that's been a lot of stuff, quite a bit quite a bit more than I was doing before. Yes, I mean, what's, uh, yes, I mean, what does a typical day look like then? I mean, if you're showing up and coming to work, what, what's some of the stuff that gets tasked and thrown your way? Uh, depends on the day. If it's a day like today, um, I show up and there are a bunch of things that the NBA needs me or needs us as an arena to provide documentation on. And so I will spend the day putting together the documentation um, and getting it off to the NBA or like we're trying to get more part-time custodians. And so I am, I assist in the hiring process in like so many different ways and steps and forms Um, for the entire month of November and December. And even a little bit right now, I've been putting together training videos for different departments, helping Mm. them, uh, helping them best prepare themselves and train all of their employees so that they can best be prepared to work during these wonderful times of COVID. And um, 
And it's a slow day. I mean, today I helped unwrap and unwrap from its packaging a new floor sweeper that we got as an arena. Really nice. Awesome. It's a hybrid. <laughs> that's that's incredible. <laughs> um, did do you guys did you guys have to swap out the court? Um, because or no, it was it was the standard court. It wasn't the city edition. Okay. No, there was a court swap out. Um, we had we had city edition on Friday, and we swapped out to the standard edition in between then. Gotcha. Um, how, how many man hours did it take you guys to do that? Uh, total labor hours is about 36, 35, if you divide it between all the uh, different uh, people that we have. Gotcha. Bring us out with it. Yeah, no, I, I could I could I could pick your brain endlessly on some of these things. You said sweeper, and like I was slightly aroused when you said it. Um, but uh, I'm not. Were you more I'm, aroused when I said it's a hybrid? Yes, uh, very much. Um, but I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I, I just because facilities is is what I is what I work in, and so some of the stuff is it's the, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes to make things happen is is wild and crazy. And we've got a we've got a place where we have a temporary floor too, and uh, sometimes the schedulers don't always take into account the. can just uh yeah. help out wherever possible but just kind of outside the outside the comfort zone for now so yeah it, it's definitely outside the comfort zone i mean for monster jam which was what two weekends ago i was the custodial supervisors for the event shift just to help them out and uh, uh that was a trip let me tell you so so monster jam was just there yeah monster jam was just there you couldn't tell there, the entire arena floor was just dirt. Man, so, 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 so they, they, how many? So, you guys know this too. I, how many? How many fans are they letting in for a uh, basketball game? It's like two thousand or something, or fifteen hundred, or what's the fifteen hundred? And it, it, that's just for jazz games. What about like something else? I didn't. I wasn't aware anything was else was cruising through there. So, like Monster Jam or something like that. Is it a higher number or? Uh, it depends on the event. It depends on what the health department um, will allow. They allowed 4,500, I think, for Monster Jam per show. Uh, and, natural, a little natural selection. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've no idea. Oh my. I, I do. I do. I got a freaking. It is <laughs> absolutely was for a hot moment. But yeah, they allowed they allowed 4,500. Um, and. It was 4,500 under the stipulation that they follow the NBA rules, and that was like pulling teeth in an alligator, but we've made it happen. All right. Hey, that's uh, kudos to you, man, because that, that must have been tough. Um, did, were you around when uh, when Greg Miller came through on the Undercover Boss episode? Tragically, um, so I started working for the company six years ago on their <laughs> um, Cypress Interactive team. Uh-huh. And Greg Miller showed up the spring of the year that I started. So it was winter. Ah. Uh, so I missed the whole Greg Miller dang. throwing balls and stuff out at a jazz game. Rats. 
missed your opportunity for a new car scholarship or I know, right? Poor robotic st- arm. <laughs> robotic arm. Like a third arm or something something. Just a third, third arm leg. to better do my work, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, folks in facilities kinda need it, man. They got they got a lot they got their hands full right now. All right. Um I think that uh what do you just to kind of round out um, your feelings on like arena life and whatnot? What's what do you think? What do you like most about working for you know Viv and Arena? You know, uh, really good question. Um, I think it's the fact that I kind of got my job that I have now. Um, I was during a bit of a dark time of my post-college life, and I was working in a very thankless job for a very um, terrible company, and I was working security at events part-time at the, for the arena, and I had happened upon this opportunity, and it was literally because people, it was because people, particularly my boss, particularly the human resources people, saw me and realized that I had this potential that they could use. And this, what I do now certainly isn't what I went to college for, but the fact that they saw that potential and they've continued to help me tap into it to use it to best help expand the company and expand my departments is probably the one thing I love the most about working at the arena. That's awesome. The fact that they invested in you and they saw something in you, and that's 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 honestly that uh, just gives me warm fuzzies. Because uh, when you can say that about a place that you work, then you know it's a special place. That that, that was only for the Millers, though. You never know what's going to happen with this new guy. He may be terrible. <laughs> I uh, I for one am grateful um, for the Millers and everything that they've done for the state, everything they've done for me, even in my life. Um. And the funny thing is, we're seeing that same momentum and we're seeing that same energy from the Smiths. You know, and, that, 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 and that reminds me too. You were, you were, we were supposed to shout out Gail Miller forever. That Jared says he steals all his ideas from on the podcast a few weeks ago. So, uh, you know, Gail <laughs> gets, gets it. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it, no, it isn't. you know, where you work is always exciting. And the, the, I could go on a rant about college degrees and what they mean or don't mean. I'll, you know, I don't, my job has nothing to do with it anymore, but the experience is always, is worthwhile. And that's why a lot of employers just want to see the, the, the degree and then they'll work, work, work from there. But it's, it's so strange. Like, uh, no, that, that's, that's a really great insight. And I think it's, it's, it's a side a lot of us don't get to see and the work that goes on behind the scenes a lot of people during this time are putting in a lot of extra hours and they get a lot of credit for it and well deserved and we just don't want, we don't want to forget about the the other people sometimes we don't think about the people working facilities working custodial and things like that and i think that you know they're they're putting in the same hours and putting themselves at risk with that uh, usually at a third or a quarter of the pay so uh just always something to keep in mind it's, it's so weird to be right here jared it feels like we're, we're all comfortable comfortable in our zone and like who falls off and I feel like I just like I'm like terrified and I don't know why he's like a little <laughs> life he's like my little life jacket and I know I kind of uh, felt I felt sort of the same feeling at first but you know he's he's still there he's omnipresent he's he's watching us and listening to us he's still with <laughs> us he's still with us in spirit yeah 
Who will always be there in your well, heart? Well, we well Charles, we really want to uh, let you know that we appreciate you coming on today because honestly, this was fun and uh, getting a little insight in how you feel about the team and working for the team was awesome. And uh, hey, yeah, give give Charles a follow. It's uh, CK Bowster. Is that B O W S T E R? S T A R. Yeah, it's C Bokestar, B O W K S T A R underscore nine one. Awesome. Alrighty. And then you know check out Dragon Squatch on the Twitter. Uh, he doesn't have Instagram, uh, but DJ Honeypaws does at DJ Honeypaws with an S. Um, you can find her on Twitter at, at DJ Honeypaws with a Z. Uh, that's a long story. <laughs> um, I'm Go the Distance 49. Um, Go the Distance 49. Um, yeah, anyways. It's, uh... Guys, it's a great time to be a jazz fan. It really is. We're on the precipice of something really cool, perhaps. And, I mean, we could see internal improvement that solve all the question marks and problems that, you know, I was even foreseeing. So it just enjoy the ride is all I've got to say. I mean, no matter what happens at the end, and this, you know, this is for the audience and for me as much as anyone, just enjoy the ride. And, I mean, we get, sometimes we get frustrated about individual games or individual performances, but, you know, in the end, it's all just entertainment and it's fun. And I, this team, this team has a chance to do something really special on that. I, for one, am here for it. You don't, you don't, you don't have any, you don't have a sexual favors for us or a JC's corner or. Well, JC's with Jordan Clarkson, you know, still on track for that forty, fifty, ninety club. Uh, if you wanted me to look up specific Jordan Clarkson stats, I guess I'm going to have to make sure that I do that before every episode from now on. I, I thought you might have a a nugget pouch, seeing as no, we I, just I, the nuggets. I, yeah, I've, I've got a nugget pouch for sure. So, all right. Um, yeah. Check so out. this 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 nugget pouch was inspired by um, at Ogden Gent on Twitter. Ogden, as you know, just the the greatest place on the world. But he uh, he tweeted out the face of a of a legendary nugget poucher, and I saw his face and I knew he was the next one to hold the pouch. And it would be no more. It'd be no one other than Linus Klaza. Um <laughs> Legendary, legendary jazz killer, and so as I thought, this will be great. I can ride the Linus Klaza train for a long time, and uh, in true Linus Klaza fashion, he did nothing outside of beating the Jazz. Like he's done nothing. There's nothing interesting about his life. There's nothing interesting about his games. It was just when we felt like he just got us. That's pretty much it when it came to Linus Klaza. Um, uh, the only as as I tend to do when I find these guys is is he was drafted in the 2005 draft, which was the the Bogut, you know, Williams, Williams, and uh, who's the old guy who plays for Phoenix now? Uh, Papa Paul. Um, Chris but, Paul. Uh, yeah, Chris yeah, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But the, the, uh, the what, what I thought was interesting in there is I was looking at that draft as a name that stood out to me that I forgot about a long time ago was Danny Granger was drafted in that draft. Oh, yeah. I went down. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, Danny Granger, what what happened to him? Like, I forgot because Danny Granger was the guy. And then I started matching up timelines. I'm like, well, wait a second. Paul George is also there too. And it was just it, it was kind of an interesting connection because he was he was there and, and really stood. Up. I mean, he was a he was an all star. He was the most improved player one year. He was typically, you know, for a that, stretch there, he was he was their best player. And then Paul George that came injury in and, really yeah. took his toll on him. 
Yeah, they never got they, they never got a chance to really capitalize it because as as Paul George was coming of age, he uh, you know that's right when the injury bug started really bite Danny Granger. But it was a name and a face I saw and I thought, oh my gosh, I mean that was a guy, that was a dude, you know. Uh, oh yeah. And, uh, and he was yeah. So so somehow some way Klaza again truly worthless. Only ever had good games against the Jazz, but somehow got me reminiscing about Danny Granger and, you know, someone all Jazz fans love deeply and fully, Paul George. So anytime we can circle it back to those guys, it's, yep. uh, it's, it's pretty good. I sincerely felt like Paul George when he came here with the Clippers at halftime, went in and called his mom and said, Mom, come pick me up. They're making fun of me again. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was a strong vibe to that. So, yeah, that's that, that's my that's my nugget pouch. Um, I think the only thing I was gonna do is I, I've been, been meaning to shout out these guys on the Twitter for a while, and that is the brothers Hadley, uh, you know G Hadley, uh, G underscore Had thirteen and Hadley Foo. Uh, did not realize these two were brothers for the longest time, but uh, incredibly in, incredible Twitter content. G is the one who does the uh, he does a lot of things, but you also know may know him as the man who puts the clan hats on people. So. Uh, it's uh, it, it was one of those days where they're interacting on a on a thread, and I I'd have oh my, to ask, wait a second, are, are you guys brothers? And I realized they were brothers. I have to ask them if uh, if they're also related to Brett Hadley. <laughs> that's a good question. You never know. It is Utah, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's that's all I had. Uh, I you know, Jazz Pod Co-op. We're always shouting out our guys. Get your merch. As they said, DJ's got it up and running. Um, and the last thing I've got is. Oh just, yeah, we'll uh, add that link in the description of the episode in case you guys are interested. Uh, it's 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 the in the theme of an NWO shirt. Uh, based, it's got the Jazz Paws Paws Co-op vibe. It's really awesome. Honestly, it's it's freaking amazing. Okay. Yeah, no, it's 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 good stuff. Uh, and you know, it's just more or less, it's just it's not even it's just about you know getting the word out to listen to the other podcasts that Twitter three thread that came up today is exactly what we're talking about. I mean, no one's out here doing anything. You know, we just want to support each other and people are doing good stuff out there uh, and interesting stuff. So, you know, just give it a listen and, and, and uh, be a part of the group. And I think the the last thing I've got is just, uh, you know, shout out to our boy, uh, George Nang, AKA Fat Curry. Other than that, you know, I'm good to go. Round this out. Fat Curry for life. Ra- round it out. Alrighty. Have a great night, folks, and thank you again for listening to Hitting the High Notes. Alright. Scene.